Today we gather on Mother's Day and we'd like to extend a very happy Mother's Day to all of our spiritual mothers, our biological and stepmothers, our grandmothers, our godmothers, and all those who mother us in a special way, especially our Blessed Virgin Mary, who's got one goal, to lead all of us to her son, Jesus. Today on Mother's Day, I'd like to reflect on the theme, what does it mean to say, I love you? I think we use this word love so many times, so many random ways, but I think it's important that we dissect that. Today, Jesus continues his Last Supper discourse where he's preparing his apostles for the final hours on Holy Thursday before he is arrested, before he is crucified, died, and rises. Last week we heard the beginning of this discourse, which I think is very important for us to reiterate. Because Jesus has a very important point he wants to drive home between last week's gospel and this week's gospel. Last week we heard, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you cannot bear fruit. Now you might say there are a lot of people who are great, who do not have a relationship with Jesus. But again, we are reminded we need to see greatness from the eyes of God and not from the eyes of the world. And that's why today we are throwing the challenge to remain in that love. What is this love? You know, I can say I love you, and I really mean it. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart, because authentic love between friends is one type of love. But then we have the worldly love, where people love dogs, and they love media, and they love golf, and they love sports, and they love media, and they love to jet ski, and they love so many things. What Jesus is talking about today to remain in that love is authentic friendship, authentic love. And that's why he says today, this is my commandment, to love one another as I have loved you. Folks, this is difficult. If we stop, how did Jesus love us? All we have to do is look to the crucifix to remind ourselves to the point of death. There is a suffering involved. There is a sacrifice involved. And that's the point that we are called to love one another. And you think about how difficult and radical this really is. Think of the person that is most difficult in your life to love right now. Would you die for them? Would you suffer for them? Would you make sacrifices for them? Because if we are loving, there is no room for hatred. There is no room for racism. There is no room for looting or all the other things that are going on in the world today. <coughs> Recently, I heard a podcast and I don't remember who is speaking. But I'd like to reflect this, and it's from a few weeks ago, into today's homily. 
How did America respond to 9-11? Two words come to mind. We remember. Think about that slogan. What is the action that flowed from love? There is a retaliation. There is a hatred that starts to build. There is a division because love has ceased to exist. Now if we look at how did America respond to 9-11, we remember, versus how did Jesus respond from the cross with his two words. He said, Father, forgive. That's what love is all about. And today we are reminded in the great commandment to love one another as I have loved you is what it means to be. It's not an option as a follower or a disciple of Jesus Christ. If we look at the cross, St. or Pope Benedict XVI once said, the cross is the most radical form of love the world has ever known. How do we measure our love? We do it by the cross. How do we show our love? We show it by the cross. And we take this idea and we start to develop this love like God is talking about here. The next line in the gospel, he's going to say, no one has greater love than this, than to lay down their life for their friends. Then he says again, love one another. I think this is a point he's trying to drive home. Death is a sign of love. Are we willing to die to self for the sake of another? Are we willing to put ourselves second? Are we willing to serve one another? Are we willing to make a sacrifice for one another? <clears throat> Are we really able to do that? To suffer and die for others is what we are called to live today. It's a hard teaching, but it's a teaching that is expected by our God. If we turn this now to Acts, the apostles, I wish we'd read this outside of Easter season. There are so many nuggets of what it meant for the apostles to teach the early church how to live to be as Christians. <clears throat> and today in Acts, we see that God has no favorites. I think all of us have favorites. You know, we have a favorite type of music. We have a favorite type of vehicle. We have a favorite type of food. But St. Peter today, as first Pope says, God shows no partiality. He doesn't have any favorites. Because today what's going to happen is he's going to start to include the Gentile world. Remember in the Old Testament how God favored the Israelites, the Jewish people. Today Peter's got this vision in his prayer. And in this vision in his prayer, he's given this idea that, you know what, it's not just for the Jewish people. It's for all the people. Remember, Jesus just told his apostles, right before this passage, that they were to go out to all the world and to be witnesses of him to the ends of the earth. Today, in Peter's prayer, Peter responds. 
And Peter speaks from his experience from God, not from his own agenda. While he was speaking, it said today the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentiles. And what happens? It starts to fill Cornelius and his followers. And they started speaking in tongues. Does this sound like confirmation? The first Pentecost? But Peter said, first, folks, you must be baptized. Peter sees what God is doing in his prayer, and he conforms to God. He doesn't expect God to conform to Peter. That's why, folks, we need a church. That's why we need a family. That's why we need authority. Because the Bible has no nothing teaching on euthanasia. How are we going to know what euthanasia is about and how to act on euthanasia if we don't have any structure to follow? The Bible says nothing about crack or cocaine. Without the church and the teaching authority, how do we come to these decisions? The Bible says nothing about racism. Again, without the church and its authority in St. Peter, how do we come to this conclusion? That's why today, folks, the second reading from 1 John is so important. Especially this one line, let us love one another because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. And the one who does not love does not know God. I love you is a radical thing to say. We can say it with words, but do we really act on it? Love is expressed by our actions, the way we live, the things we do. Today, as you come to the Lord's altar, I want you to reflect on a couple of questions. Number one, how many people right now would you die for? Right today, if your life was demanded, how many people would that be? This came to me one night this week in one of my adoration hours. And I thought, how many people would I die for? You know what? I would die for every one of you. Because I am called to be your shepherd. You know, we have somebody who's recently diagnosed with terminal cancer. I've been praying, Lord, if I can take that person's spot, please allow me. We have somebody who passed away this week who's been on a ventilator for almost a week. I prayed that if I could take that man's spot, I would be willing to do it. That's what love is all about. How many people would you die for or sacrifice for? But more importantly, how many people would die for you? This week as I was praying through this, I came up with five people. Five people I believe that would die for me. I would hope that number would be much greater, but I believe the Lord knows what he's talking about because I think we've lost what love is all about. Mother Teresa said when she came to America, the greatest poverty is not about money. The greatest poverty in America right now is a lack of love for one another. And that's the heart of today's gospel. And that's why I encourage us today as we come to this altar, who remains in love with God at all times? There's only one person I can think of, 
She's a mother of God. And I think our prayer for today on Mother's Day needs to be, Mary, I love you. I love you with all my heart. But Mary, today on Mother's Day, I need a favor. A special favor from you yet once again today. Help me to remain in your son as you remained in him. She was there when he was born. She was there when he died. She was there when he rose. Was it hard for her to stand at the foot of the cross in sorrow and grief, disappointment and pain? Absolutely. But as a mother, she's got one goal. And that one goal is to lead all children to heaven, which should be the goal of every one of our mothers. And I believe my mother would lay down my life for me because she expresses it by her actions. She expresses it by her love. She expresses it. Not that she has to say it in words. It's obvious. I'd like to conclude today's homily by a quote from Cardinal Misente. And this is one of my favorite quotes. I love this every year on Mother's Day. The most important person on earth is a mother. She cannot claim the honor of having built Notre Dame Cathedral. She need not. She has built something more magnificent than any cathedral, a dwelling for an immortal soul, the tiny perfection of her baby's body. The angels have not been blessed with such a grace. They cannot share in God's creative miracle to bring new saints to heaven. Only a human mother can. For those of you that have mothers that are still alive, please thank your mothers today for the gift of life. You lived within them for nine months. For those of you that have mothers that have passed on from this world, please say a prayer of thanksgiving for them today and ask Mary to take them, her into their arms and to lead them to Jesus. It's Jesus who wants us to love perfectly. And for us to say, I love you, means we're willing to die. Children, would you be willing to die for your mother? Today is Mother's Day. If you would, please make it evident. Please make it obvious. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.